of knowing. All right, man. Welcome to Crow Triple Seven Radio. This is episode 437. Jason Lingren is with me, and Brandon Sibley, also known as Big Sib, is returning. These are important ideas that people who are getting involved with legal ideas, you might want to listen up. First off, if we have not had somebody in the legal realm on this show, there is a reason for it. Do you understand what I just said? I'm not going to start fights with people in the world, but we see a lot of people go down in flames doing basically, I'll be blunt, stupid things. We have seen scamming. Here, pay me this much money and I'll write up this thing for you. Then they use it. Then they go to jail. This is simple. Adults in this world are autonomous. They don't need a mommy and daddy telling them what to do. What that means is they're educated to a level or they have educated themselves to a level. There's a rule of thumb that we use here when we cover legal ideas. And we learned the hard way, like so many do. You may notice that way back, we covered a lot more legal ideas than we do now. And we've zeroed in on certain voices. Here's the reason. They can show the logic or the history or the statutes or anything else that got them where they are. They have implemented it successfully and others have replicated their success. It's a pretty simple rule of thumb. What we're seeing now is a bunch of people acting like children and guessing. And legal ideas are not a thing to guess at. There can be serious consequences. And if your big idea is, I don't like that my rights are getting violated, and then you get yourself tossed into the clink or fined, what was the point of all that? And I know that's a bit of a rant, but you got to comprehend before you do things. Anyhow, welcome, Jason. And a very hot good morning. All right. Welcome, Big Sib. Thank you for having me, Crow. Glad to be back. And uh, I really hope that this information that we share today helps somebody out there who's on the fence. But we have to we have to go back to foundational knowledge before we move forward. And I think that's the basis of what everybody the, the misinformation campaign also works on this side, too, because misinformation leads you to confusion. So you have to have a foundational knowledge to base everything that you're going to move forward on. And I, I hope we do that well today and uh, we don't see any more people taking advantage of. But that's that's human nature. Our human nature is predicated on one thing and one thing only. We, we want the path of least resistance and the easier road to take. And there's always going to be scam artists out there preying on people who are looking for that easy way out. The internet is an easy place to get lost, and I can't even tell you how often we get contacted by some big legal names that are showing this, that, or the other thing, but we get a behind-the-scenes view that those very names that are leading people are reaching out to other people that we actually respect, saying, I'm in trouble here, what do I do? That is not a leader. That is not someone to follow. And the main point here is we're going to try to lay down no nonsense. If you don't comprehend what you are doing, if you think you can just get a document that you don't even understand and mail it in or deliver it somewhere, you are sadly mistaken. You have to comprehend. It is your responsibility to comprehend what your rights are. It is your responsibility to defend them. Another thing that goes on a lot is in the legal areas where people meet online, some people have been there so long, they've seen the same question asked a thousand times, and they're just not going to answer that question again. So just know what you are doing. Figure out who the respected names are. And by the way, Brandon, some people that I respect at the top of the game here respect you. (laughs) So I am not guessing when I have guests on. And by the way, if I found out something 
went down the toilet, I would immediately get back in front of the mic and I would say as much. But anyhow, where would you like to jump in? Well, let's start at the beginning, right? Foundational knowledge needed before moving forward. Okay, so in our system of jurisprudence, we must understand something that you say all the time, right? There's no lie in nature. Okay, so many people hear you say this, but what we don't actually tie it to what we what it actually means. And that means what we observe, what we see, the sun, moon, stars, everything in nature is going to be exactly what it's supposed to be. That's that's just a fact. So we know what nature's about. It's an observable truth, right? It is what it is. So objectively speaking, we must accept what is. And so we cannot, through our subjective thoughts and beliefs, go stand inside a courtroom Okay, so we have a common law system of government here. And yes, we're far away from its prime operation. There's no doubt about this, but the system itself is good. It's the people around us that have no inner knowing, no foundational knowledge. And yes, this is a good old boy system. It's it's like the little lady that I'm helping in, in Texas, right? She goes to court and you got the lawyers and the judge you're, and their buddies, right? Well, you have to defeat that with their rules and their statutes uh, and and tie them together uh, that they're violating your individual liberties. So when you go to the world of Caesar, okay, there it has to be in black and white. And I say Caesar because it's just an idea, right? It, it's that's that's what people don't grasp is that the Constitution is what protects our rights. It doesn't grant any rights. We have this beautiful, beautiful system this beautiful document called the Declaration of Independence. It's just an idea written on paper. Okay. It's a great idea, but it is up to us, the individuals to apply it. Right. And so we must understand what it actually means. And uh, for us to do that, we can't be in the realm of clown cuckoo land thinking that you're going to walk into a courtroom and that you have a higher status than those on the other side. Well, that is unequal. Okay. That means if somebody was to bring a civil or criminal charge, say the state or whatever, would bring something against you, you could walk into that courtroom and say, well, I'm a sovereign man, free man on the land. I don't have to be here. Well, you're not facing your accuser. Now we're outside the common law and common law means it's it's common to all of us, right? Everybody has the right to face their accuser. Everybody has the right to discovery and discovery and these tools that Dr. Graves uh, has taught in his course the primary goal of that is to ascertain the truth. So facts matter, truth matters, and these things that we talk about in the law have to have a, a beginning, right? And you, you can follow them all the way through. It's in black and white. The idea is written on paper. So you have to accept that objective truth that this system of jurisprudence operates on. You can't just throw your own sub- subjective thoughts into it and then go, okay, well, it's going to work the way I want it to. Well, then that wouldn't, that wouldn't apply equally to everyone around us. All right. So just let me say a couple things. First of all, Dr. Graves is no joke. He has helped so many people with his course and people say, well, I'm not going to pay any money. Well, then don't pay any money and don't take his course and don't know things. Dr. Graves episodes are 342 and 364. Uh, there were previous episodes with Big Sib. Those are 380 and 399. And let's just make one thing very clear. There is no lie in nature. When I learned that that was correct, and when I proved to myself that was correct, 
I began to use it as the measuring rod against everything else to include difficult things that I couldn't work out. Once I brought it back and used nature as my measuring tool, I know things like this is a construct. Here's an example, zero. I use zero every day, but I know it's a construct. Nature does not show me that zero is real. There is no thing in nature. There is everything in nature. So just to make the point, that is in the beginning of Big Sib's notes, and it's critically important because the law was not built on whimsy, right? There are systems in place. Okay, so let's start off with explaining what the adversarial system of jurisprudence is. And I, I have the enlightened opinion that it's the best system ever devised by man, but it's a, it's a system built on invisible principles, right? We talked about this last time, justice is jurisprudence, fortitude, and temperance, right? These ideas are, are the basis of the law, but the law must be written down on paper for us all to follow. In its simplest terms, an adversary system re- resolves uh, disputes by presenting conflicting views of fact and law to an impartial and relative relatively passive arbiter. Now, this is the design of it, but the truth is today that we don't have this passive arbiter. We have judges uh, sitting on the bench in these municipal courts that are tied to the, the law firms, right? And it's operated this way for so long, you'll hear people say, this is business as usual. Well, no, that's not true. Uh, that's not how this system was set up, and it's not how it truly operates. So if you follow uh, what Dr. Graves teaches, what Alphonse teaches, and what many others teach is the liar once he tells a lie. And so I want to say this right now too, God is a spirit and must be worshiping spirit and truth. You can't separate these two ideas. Is truth your true passion to move forward? And it should be. And while I'm, I'm doing that, I, if you don't mind, Crow, I want to read a quote from Marcus Aurelius, if you don't mind. And it's a, it's a huge quote. Stoic philosophy, it's a big deal. It means something to me, and I hope it means something to you also. Uh, and what I want to say to this is when you actually live this out in existence, when you alter your reality to fit truth, you're no longer in the insane uh, set of mind. If anyone can refute me, show me I'm making a mistake or looking at things from the wrong perspective, I'll gladly change. It's the truth I'm after. And the truth never harmed anyone. What harms us is to persist in self-deceit and ignorance. So as I continue moving forward with with this discussion, just notice that what's written on paper, how the system is supposed to operate, is not operating correctly because we, the people, you and I, the individuals who are supposed to keep these uh, checks and balances in place, have left our, our duty. And it's coming back now, and it's going to continue to come back. Okay, so we have this relatively passive arbiter who decides which side wins what. In the United States, however, the phrase adversary system is synonymous with the American system for the administration of justice, a system that was constitutionalized by the framers and that has been elaborated by the Supreme Court for two centuries. Thus, the adversary system represents far more than a simple model for resolving disputes. Rather, it consists of a core of basic rights that recognize and protect the dignity of the individual. And this is the most important aspect of what we have in place here, is that the individual is above the common good of those around us. If you want to comment there, Crow, I'll stop. I'm going to take you up on your offer. 
Marcus Aurelius, I'm all ears. It has been claimed that the best time to live in this world as a human being would have been the two or three predecessors and Marcus Aurelius. And for anyone out there who wants to know something about it, get the book Meditations of Marcus Aurelius, supposedly his private thoughts that got later published, but it looks like you're reading from a Buddhist monk, not a Caesar. So go ahead. Yeah, no, in, in Epictetus, which was his, uh, he was enslaved to him, but really Epictetus was a great read too, and Seneca also. And, and listen, guys, if you don't expand your mind with some of the, the great thoughts, there, and we'll get to this later, right, in one of the American jurisprudence that I, that I share is that uh, thoughts can't be, and abstract ideas can't be patented, right, because they belong to us all. We understand these principles. The natural law is actually written into many of our ideas in this system. And most people don't know that. Why? Because, well, it's hidden from you. And what do I mean hidden from you? It's not taught in your public schools. So you never have the thought to think about it, right? And that, that's by design. It is by design. We don't want a nation of thinkers. We want a nation of workers. That's John D. Rockefeller. Because a man that actually thinks through uh, things is going to be less you're not going to be able to push him towards stupid ideas like masking up or taking vaccines or becoming whatever plethora of ideas. He's not going to comply. He's going to think them through. Uh, for instance, just for an example, when COVID came out, the first thing I did was pick up a box with the mask on it says, disclaimer, this does not protect against any viruses. I said, well, okay, I don't need that. Why? I just read it. Uh, it but that's logical thinking, right? That's just I want to look at it. But does, is, is, is there any truth to this attached to any of this madness? No, but it's just compliance. Okay, so let's go. The rights that comprise the adversary system include personal autonomy, the effective assistance of counsel, equal protection of the laws, trial by jury, the rights to call and confront witnesses, and the right to require the government to prove guilt beyond a reasonable doubt and without the use of compelled uh, self-incrimination. These rights and others are also included in the broad and fundamental concept that no person may be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, a concept which itself has been substantially equated with the adversary system. And so due process of the law is one of the things that sets this system apart from, say, if you go read the Chinese constitution. The Chinese constitution actually reads like our constitution. The, the thing that's missing is due process of law, <laughs> right? <laughs> there's, there's, no, uh, there's no, no place to go in China to force this individual liberty. But here we can all go into a courtroom, plead effectively, write effectively, and get what's called redress for your grievances. And it's a beautiful thing when you learn how to do it. I think it's Orwell's animal farm. Maybe, maybe not. But one of his uh, quotes that really sticks with me, if you cannot write effectively, you cannot think effectively. If you cannot think effectively, someone else will do the thinking for you. When you grasp that concept and why Orwell uh, wrote that, is that language is a tool. And if you can equivocate, if you can write out everything that you're actually thinking, you're in a higher state of mind than those around you. And it's, it's a very useful art. And it's uh, being dumbed down to emojis and pronouns and all this other stupid stuff. And it's, it's, it really is sad to see us living in George Orwell's 1984, where, where you've reduced language to the point we can't even talk about higher-minded things. Let's make 
What you just said, the quote that you took from Orwell is not only is it true, it's being implemented now on a level which never has before in my lifetime. The idea that when we're saying Marcus Aurelius or these other things, here's the real deal. If you travel, if you look at literature from all over the world, you will be not narrow-minded and you will not be a bigot. The more you do that, the less those things will affect you. Now to come back what Orwell said, if you can't write or think effectively, someone's going to do it for you. Well, now start to consider all the things we contend with. Are we living on a ball or are we living on a plane? That's pretty foundational. Where do you exist? To get that wrong means that every decision that you will make on your life is foundationally coming from error, which means you're not thinking very well, which means someone else is going to try to think for you. These are big ideas. And I'll, I'll close with this. What do you think the electric car is about, by the way? Most of us are going to have a range of about 150 miles to do the electric car thing now because we've got to get home to charge it. They have shrunk the world so that losing your bigotry by meeting other cultures and opening your narrow little mind, all that is being reversed. Nope, you're going to have this little bubble that you live in. You're not going to meet other cultures. And then the bigotry sets in and then someone else starts thinking for you because it is very easy to manipulate a bigoted mind. So there's all that, Brandon. Well, yeah. And, and, and why, why you make that point, I want to make another point too. So I live way out in the country, but I, I, I train for uh, work and I went to New Orleans a couple of weeks ago and I, I, I see a different mindset in the cities, right? And it's like the hive mind. It, it really is. It's based on that group think mantra. And it's very sad to watch it. it. It really is to see people that cannot think one original thought for themselves. It, it's very sad. Okay, so the next thing is we're going to talk about Alexander Solzhenitsyn. If you've never read his books, you probably uh, would do well to enlighten yourself with Solzhenitsyn. He wrote, wrote against the communist takeover in Russia. Uh, but what we're going to talk about here is the viewpoint of Alexander on an equity-based system. And that's what we're trying to move into, or, or that's what that's the idea is forced equity. Okay. And this is uh Solzhenitsyn's belief and quote that he wrote sardonically, which means uh tongue-in-cheek, mocking cynically, right? That's what sardonically means. Solzhenitsyn wrote, on the threshold of the classless society, we were at last capable of realizing the conflictless trial, a reflection of the absence of inner conflict in our social structure, in which not only the judge and the prosecutor, but also the defense lawyers and the defendants themselves would strive collectively to achieve their common purpose. And so that is what we're faced with if we allow this system of jurisprudence to just fade away, is the fact that nobody walks into a courtroom. The passive arbiter sits up there unbiased, impartial and the two sides present the evidence right now give some I'll, I'll give y'all uh, an update on one of the things the next things that I have to do for my federal judge I have to hit my federal judge with a judicial complaint and the reason for that he sent out an order last week and the order was directed at the defendants and he literally gave them a new argument in the order well, that's not an independent and passive arbiter. He just helped the other side. Uh, now, this is a top 50 law firm in the United States. They need help against me. 
this is, but, but this is the reality, right? So uh, this is how you keep them in line with black and white. He, he, he stepped outside his office. He decided that he was going to interject himself into our conflict and help the other side. Well, that's what you have the judicial canons for. And if people here have never read the judicial canons, each state has them. Uh, the federal judges have the judicial canons, and that's how they're supposed to operate. Just same thing with the lawyers. Lawyers have the professional rules of conduct. I've sent in seven bar grievances so far against uh, one of the lawyers that I'm dealing with. And the reason for that is he keeps lying. Uh, 16401 is one of their professional rules of conduct, truth, truthfulness in statements to others. Well, I've caught him in 10 lies. Well, eventually the lie is going to unfold because once you start lying, you're going to have to continue lying. That's that's what the foundation of lies, that house that's built on sand, right? It has no foundation. It shifts with the winds and the seas. Uh, so there is no lie in nature, right? So it, either it is or it isn't. If you have to protect yourself with lies, you really aren't, you, don't, you have no protection at all. And uh, that is our common law right to face our accuser, right? I have accused these sides of having no rule of law uh, to implement mass mandates, vaccine mandates, or anything else. And they, they never did. Uh, so the only way they can defend themselves is through, through lies, obfuscation, and stonewalling. So I wanted to make a point about what you just said. As all this, what I consider to be legal activity, rolled across our country, basically what had happened is people with power somewhere started to create what they were going to call a mandate. Basically, a place that was a corporation then told all the businesses how they were going to conduct themselves. And like a bunch of children in a room, very few of us stopped to say, wait a minute, you're a corporation, CDC. You're not a governing body. Because every time I went out in the world and I said, where's your authority for any of this? They all said the same thing, the CDC. And I'd look them in the eye and I would say, that's a corporation, not a governing body. Please show me the law that gives you the authority to enforce any of this. And they kept on what they were saying. No, the CDC, the CDC. What Big Sib just said is a critical rule of thumb. If there is no law, there is no problem. I mean, would you would you state that differently? No, it, it, it's a fact. So there can be no law that criminalizes in our natural state. <laughs> it can't be, right? There you go. There's no lie in nature, right? <laughs> that's, that's right. And that's why we keep going back to this foundational. You have to have this foundation that you're not going to budge from, right? And so my design, your design, is to breathe in through our nose and breathe the uh, uh, death out, right? Life in, death out. That's, that's, that, that's just how it works. And so uh, me and my natural state can't be criminalized. It's just the, the personal autonomy, my freedom of choice, my, uh, it doesn't matter what your religion is, whatever, it, like one guy asked me, uh, what's your religion? Well, my religion's anti-masking. That's, that, that's, my, that's my belief. That's my inner held conviction, right? And a good one it is. Yeah, it, but it doesn't matter what it is. I just don't want to wear it. And so I, I have the personal ability, the freedom of conscience to make that choice. And just in the ipso facto, on, on the flip side, the person that believes that that mask and wants to join that right of initiation of branch COVIDians, they can wear it. But hey, it's a, it, for me, it's an instant sign that I have 
no ability to converse with this person right now. They're not, they're not at my level, at my state of consciousness yet. I pray that they get there, but most of the time, anybody that that can't read or see a disclaimer is not ready for these higher minded concepts. They're, they're stuck in the group think hive mind mantra, which they're still doing by the way. Yes. Uh, The news the other night, and it came from Washington, D.C. Do you suppose where they're broadcasting this idea from has a mental effect on people from from Washington, D.C.? The schools are demanding that if your child and this is months off, everybody. So don't worry. But months off, if your child is not vaccinated, you will not be able to bring him to school. And by the way, this will be enforced. Well, excuse me, lady from Washington, D.C., Could you please show me the law? And here, lady, I've got a better question. Are there any COVID laws that got passed? And if you can't answer yes, then what is going on in this world? You know, children have become in charge of the asylum, basically. Well, if and if we go back to history, Crow, and we can watch the fall of a system, right? It always follows the same path. Uh, It follows demoralization. Okay. Higher ideas are made fun of, mocked and scoffed, right? And the people themselves become the Gestapo yep. through ignorance, right? And won't disregard. They police themselves and uh, they do it ignorantly. And that's exactly what they did. They planted an idea with COVID. They primed us. They planted an idea that it was a super killer. So they created an omnipresent, omniscient God for the masses to worship. And they worshiped it. Yep. <laughs> so, and... This stuff, just like anything else, it doesn't have any basis in reality, right? Nobody can bring into the courtroom this living virus, this tyrannical deal. So it's just an it's an abstract idea. And that's where the, the power is on the objective side of truth. Everybody has philosophical tenets that they align with. Mine are mine. They're not yours. Uh, you and I can share ideas, but my spiritual journey is not yours. But what we can agree on is that there's no lie in nature and that the objective truth does matter. It has to matter. Okay. Moving forward, our common law right to face each other as a a face our accuser is important because what we're going to bring into the courtroom is objective fact, whether it's written contracts, implied contracts, whatever it is. Okay. An idea must eventually gets written on paper. The spoken word flies away. The written word remains. And what do I mean by that? Whatever idea that we have to form any association, any organization, anything that we want to do or contract with somebody else for the benefit of ourselves or our offspring is simply written down on paper. That's a private contract. Okay. Anything that works in your subjective thoughts that isn't written down, there's not going to be any trail for anybody to follow. That's why we, we, we write everything down because if it's just in living in your mind, nobody else can follow it because the mind can change. So we have to have this unbiased and impartial tribunal, which operates in theory to protect the truth. This is something worth fighting for. And one of the things that I, I've come to believe, and I'll state this because I've, I've been in this a long time, Crow. I went down all the different rabbit holes, all the different trails, you know, the UCC stuff, and everything else. And then I got my butt whipped in court. And I, you know, I did the usual blame game. This whole system's corrupt and everything else, but I wasn't doing anything the correct way. When we started actually applying 
this knowledge that we're teaching now. And Dr. Graves' course was pivotal. His course is both philosophical and law. And you'll, you'll notice this, and I keep trying to explain this to people, that there's no separation of, of the philosophical tenets versus uh, the law, because the spirit of the law is what is supposed to control the law. And that's the invisible principles behind what's written on paper, right? It's not written in the Constitution, but you have a right, what's called a penumbra doctrine, right? The right to privacy. Well, this is inherent in you and me. I shouldn't be snooping in your doggone window or in your bathroom while you're wanting your private time. This is just, this is logical deduction, right? So what we're going to skip to now is uh, why this is worth fighting for. And then the horror stories that are coming out. Uh, I was involved in one very recently. It, it broke my heart. Okay. And I'm just going to give the synopsis of what, what went live on Alphonse's channel one afternoon. It was a uh, nine o'clock there about guy gets on help, help, help. My, my girlfriend's being arrested. So we start having a conversation with him. Lo and behold, she didn't go to court. And uh, he says, well, we handed him all our papers. Well, it cued it, it. As soon as he said this, it cued me in to ask the question, what, and I asked the question, by what papers did you turn in? And, and uh, he goes, well, we handed them our, our state national documents and we didn't have to go to court. And we did some right of execution or something. I can't remember exactly what he said. And I said, oh, my goodness, man, your girlfriend's going to jail tonight. And uh, it was heartbreaking in the sense because these people were taking advantage of by pred- it's, it's, it's no different than predatory lending practices or anything else. Right. There's scammers out there waiting to hear somebody in one of these chat rooms or on YouTube begging for help and they'll take advantage of them. this is this has happened throughout history and everything you're going to find these people but one of the things is they're handing these people paperwork that these people have a belief is going to work and it has no basis in reality and it's it's heartbreaking to watch these as they transpire and I want people to be mindful don't just buy into the easy way out. This area of expertise and knowledge is both going to grow you mentally, spiritually, and uh, objectively. This is your part of your journey. It's part of my journey. It's part of your journey. It's part of all of our journeys. Okay. Reaching your higher mind and seeing the philosophical tenets of, of how this all applies to each of us. You recognize that this is this generation's fight, right? And I think I think this is a perpetual cyclical event that happens, right? We demoralize ourselves, and then we must fight fight back into uh, freedom. But watching these 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 horror stories of somebody selling you some papers or selling you an appeal, uh, one of the things that really breaks my heart too, because I have to tell people, Brandon, I, uh, give me some templates. Okay, I can give you an outline, a template, but my paperwork cannot be your paperwork. What do you mean? I'm just going to turn your, t- it's not the same case. It has not the same facts. Do you really, when I write something out, attached to that writing is what I truly believe, right? Not only is what it, is, is it what I truly believe, it's backed in black and white law, okay? So it contains the spirit of the law, which is the principles for which it's, it's, it's written for. And then it has the black and white letter law. If you don't know what is in that paperwork and you just go loosely turn it in, it's going to work sometimes. But for the lady or man who's facing jail time 
Uh, one lady took some of this paperwork in the family court, lost her kids. It's sad watching these things. Don't get sucked into these people looking to take advantage of you. You're going to find that Alphonse, Dr. Graves, Randy Kelton, Brett, all these people, James the Patriot, right? We're not going to do it for you. I'm going to make you go do the work. And there's a reason for that. You are responsible, not me. I'm morally accountable for Brandon. I'm personally personally responsible for Brandon. I cannot, I cannot take that position for you. If I speak for you, I can't act for you, right? You have to do it. it, is, it it's your work. So just don't jump in somewhere, beg for templates, and think they're going to save you. It's not. It's the knowledge. Knowledge is power. When you wield the sword of truth, okay, when you wield that sword of truth, you act on that truth, you are acting in power, love, and a sound mind. That's with right thinking, right application. It's all these ideas that are spiritually connected to all thought processes. So uh, I'll, I'll turn the floor over to you, Crow. These instances are really heartbreaking to watch. If you get into a disagreement in the world, is some kind person just going to step forward and put on boxing gloves for you? No, it doesn't work that way. There really is no easy way out. And sometimes the success that one might find is not that difficult, but they have to comprehend. I'll make one point on my website under every single show. There are these little images of places that I support. Dr. Graves has a little yellow image and on it, there's some books. It says no lawyer, no problem. I can't tell you, and Rose can't tell you how many people took that course. Some of them spent a weekend at it and floods of emails saying, oh, oh my word, my whole level of knowing has skyrocketed. I actually feel like I can start to stand on my own. I know something I didn't. And that comes down to knowing things. And I want to underscore what knowing things is such a problem in the common age. Do you know what one of the most powerful things in the world is? You'll never guess in a million years if you haven't thought this through. What is one of the most powerful things in the world? And it can't really be stopped except by another thing that looks just like it, slightly changed. It's a story. A story is one of the most powerful things you will ever encounter in this world. Because once it is seen by a mind and taken on board by a mind, no one can go into that mind and pull that story back. What started 2020 for us? It was a story. Mm -hmm. They made up this invisible monster that could never be identified. And people latched onto that story. And you want to know the only thing that will defeat that story? There's two things. A better story, which is usually nonsense, or knowledge the truth, knowing. And when you begin to comprehend what we're saying, this is not a thing where you can just get a document from someone, change a couple commas and your name. It's just not that easy. No, it isn't. And for anybody listening to this episode, I sent Rose a bunch of American jurisprudence deals to back up the ideas and case laws that we're about to discuss next. But one of your recent episodes too, is the basis of how our curriculum has changed over the last hundred years. And the late 1800s going into the early 1900s, every man, woman, and child who received an eighth grade education here in the United States was their own lawyer, their own banker, uh, could read uh, Latin and all these ideas, write promissory notes, execute wills, execute legal documents. And this information has just disappeared. 
And what that does, it compartmentalizes the information. It's, 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 it's just like the logical fallacy of me walking into a hospital and trusting a doctor that I don't know. Right. I don't know. I don't know this guy. He might, he might be a clot, uh, choking himself in the closet, doing weird things when he goes home. Well, how do I, how do I trust somebody I don't know with my life? Right. And the same thing with lawyers who are identified to protect the law, but really they pervert it. No different than teachers right now perverting schooling, right? It's the upside down and we have to write it. Let's make the point. Are those lawyers enforcing law or are they trying to enforce something else? Maybe we could call it corporate policy. What are they actually trying to do? Well, and, and so it's one of the things in one of my motion to show calls, and we'll discuss it later. The attorney called it legal argumentation. Uh, I said, <laughs> I said, put that stop. That's not how it's written. Legal argumentation is the to argue facts, right? That's what legal argumentation is and, and concurring beliefs, not to outright lie and pervert the truth and justice. That's why Lady Justice is blind, right? Uh, because and she's got the scales in her hands, right? She's blind. She just sees the truth. Um, that's what that's the only thing she's supposed to see, uh, n- not the outward appearance. Uh, because the outward appearance is judging incorrectly. So truth, truth does matter. Legal argumentation is the way that that these people are now hiding behind is is how they vilify uh, the truth. Right. It, it's it's a perversion. And of course, when people have done this for so long, they've gone to school and been taught that this legal argumentation is the right way. Uh, they've lost lost the spirit of the law, and I have yet to meet a lawyer outside of Dr. Graves that has any love at all for the truth. Not one. Uh, I have not met one yet, and I'm probably dealing with 17, maybe 18 lawyers at, at this current time with the different cases that I have going. And I've met two two honest judges out of the 12 or 13 deals. That's a pretty bad percentage, but yet. When you get into this, what you're going to do is continually raise it up until an adult sees it somewhere. Okay. You are going to eventually find an adult. And that's what we're all looking for. The adult understands these things. So do not get sold this bag of state, national passports, all this other stuff uh, that gives you free reign. And I'm going to read directly from American jurisprudence with the case law right now. Persons are not exempt from regulatory statutes on the basis of a claim that they are free men and not 14th Amendment citizens with no obligation to obey state or federal law. An individual has no right to unilaterally withdraw from society, rejecting obligations to that body, while at the same time retaining the advantages of that society, advantages of which others have sacrificed part of their liberty. Donning the mantle of a sovereign human being and common law free man does not defeat a court's exercise of personal jurisdiction. Federal courts are without the power to decide questions that cannot affect the rights of litigants in the case before them. And what that means is your abstract ideas, your belief, walking into a courtroom where you're supposed to face your accuser and you have rights above that of your neighbor that uh, exempt you totally from society is not going to work. And why? Well, if let's just let's play this out. Uh, let's do a hypothetical scenario. Crow, Crow's got an issue with me. We go to court. I walk into court, and now I've I've taken something from Crow. I, I've I've inhibited his life, liberty, or property. I walk into that courtroom, and I go, "Well, I'm 
sovereign human being, not uh, for, not Fourteenth Amendment citizen. You can't do any. Well, that's unequal to crow. <laughs> see, you see, I, I've raised myself above and given myself a title of nobility, and I'm a king in my own realm. And that's not the idea of the system. This system is for equality for all, but it must be fought for, not just given. Uh, so when you under grasp that, you're not going to be in this uh, realm of clown cuckoo land. So let's handle why Dr. Graves' method actually works is because of the simple fact of following objective truth, which leads to admissible evidence on the record inside a court of law. And all Dr. Graves really pushes is just doing things the right way. And that's that. This is an important thing. I can't tell you how many emails we received from people who went out and did Dr. Graves' course. Some of them knocked it out in just a weekend. And I know that sounds like a shortcut, but maybe waking up in the morning and going all day and getting so into this and knocking out the lion's share, that's one thing. But my point here is to a mind, what they said was, I had no idea. I feel so much better equipped. I now have a foundation to, to stand on. Again, there's a little yellow image that links you to Graves courses. If you're serious about this, you have to know things. And you know, I don't know what you think, Brandon. Isn't Dr. Graves a fantastic place to start? Oh, it's it, it's so like I said, I've been at this for a long time, going through all the misinformation and disinformation. And it, about 16 years into this now, when I took Dr. Graves' course, the fog went away. <laughs> it's just that simple. There it is. That's what I've heard in email. Versions of that is what I've heard hundreds of times now. Yeah. And so what it does is, is you laid it out. You said it, it. And Jason did, too. It gives you a foundation onto which you're not going to move from. Right. And that foundation is huge. It, it is it is it is so important to have it because. We just simply aren't taught this. And you keep saying knowing things, right? Well, the nescient who has never had any information brought to them, not, not a scientia, which means no knowledge, right? You have no knowledge. You're not even ignorant of a thing because ignorance is usually willful. You don't want to know a thing, right? But we haven't even been brought this information at any point in time in our, our lives of how we say things like we have rights, I can ask 99.9% of the people out there, what are your rights? And they have no clue, <laughs> you know? Uh, so if you don't even know what a right is, how can you protect it? So next, let's touch on hearsay. Hearsay is a statement other than one made by the declarant while testifying at the trial or hearing offered in evidence to prove the truth of the matter asserted. Isn't it another way of saying that poppycock? Yes, it, it, and it is, Jason. You're correct, right? And so, this your subjective ideas that you have aren't gonna aren't gonna cut it, right? So you have to have admissible evidence, right? That's why we do we teach people. Somebody comes to my group or comes to Alphonse's group. Uh, can you please make a timeline of events in a simple word document? And I ask people to do this, and the reason for that is once I see the timeline of events and you write it out. What you're going to see is what you have as evidence. What are the facts before this court? And once you do that, and it's not, well, I heard so-and-so uh, say this over here. Well, that's not admissible evidence. Uh, that's third-hand information. So when you grasp this idea of hearsay, you'll also, let's, 
let's join this to propaganda, right? Because this is one of the, the tools used in our modern society to push people to an idea, to accept it as true, is, is what Edward Bernays uh, coined as propaganda and things of that nature. Uh, anonymous sources have dictated to us that this, and that's how the story starts off on Fox News, CNN News, or whatever. Well, that's just hearsay evidence. And people take it as truth. And there's no factual basis in reality behind it. There's no living man or woman attesting to the truth or validity of the statement, right? And that's what an affidavit is. It's an attestation under penalties and perjury of the truth of the statement. And that's why an affidavit is so powerful. And it's a powerful tool because you are saying something, you're attesting to it, you're attesting to the truth of it. So hearsay is used all over the place. It's propaganda in news and things of that nature. And you need to grow up and learn how to recognize it. Go ahead, turn on Fox News and listen to the beginning of every sentence. Go ahead and turn on CNN. Turn on any damn thing you want that calls itself news. And you'll hear things like, well, many are saying, or we found a tweet that said, or could it be possible? Look at Ancient Aliens. Every single statement in that show is could it be, or is it possible, or this group of people that's undefined suspect it's all language that any adult should be able to see through in a moment. And this comes back to ideas, right? What's one of the most powerful things in the world, a damn story. And what is a story? It's ideas. And by the way, when you start to move away from common law and get into more towards law we have today, those are ideas. But what are those ideas based on? What everything in this world is based on? The truth of nature. That's right. (laughs) Every single thing in this world, even the lies, can be run back to the truth of nature. Because when your story is a lie, what are you avoiding? You're avoiding the truth that is nature. You're trying to make something else true that is not, which can't be done. Anyhow, go ahead, Jason. Ideas. It's a big deal. All right, so this should cover the end of hour one. Ideas become patentable only through their expression and not the ideas themselves. That's a big statement. And go ahead and include the next statement in that for us, uh, because I want people in the first hour to have this American jurisprudence, Jason. then Then I'll expound on it. Laws of nature, natural or physical phenomena, and abstract ideas are not patentable. These items cover concepts that are part of the storehouse of knowledge of all people, free to all individuals, and reserved exclusively to none. Without an exception from patent eligibility for laws of nature, natural phenomena, and abstract ideas, there would be considerable danger that the grant of patents would tie up the use of basic tools of scientific and technological work and thereby inhibit future innovation premised upon them, which would be at odds with the very point of patents which exist to promote creation. This is a huge, 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 mega huge thing that became more important at exactly March of 2020. You cannot patent nature. Now, back when I was involved in plants, we saw the first companies come out to try to patent a bamboo that they had basically created in a test tube. But the problem was it was a replica. It was an exact replica. 
And they thought that because they had in vitroed it, that they could then fool everyone into thinking, we call this one morning breeze. No, 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 no. But now think about what you were told with the inoculation. We are going to take your mRNA to update your DNA. Well, nature can't be patented. So your DNA cannot be patented. But what happens when you accept an offer and someone modifies it? That's not natural anymore. Anyhow, go ahead. Yeah. And so we can take these ideas and we can see the reasoning behind commercialism, right, uh, is to pervert nature and make everything uh, sellable, right? So in order to do that, we must change it. And this is the whole design of our of our current corporate dictatorship, right, is to fleece everybody, put them on the hamster wheel. You work 24-7 and at the same time, we're going to sell you uh, these concoction of pills that destroy your liver, kidneys, and endocrine system. And you spend your golden years of existence inside of a inside of a hospital, right? In constant need of something else to cover up this symptom and all these ideas. But this is the truth. This is what's written in American jurisprudence, backed up by case law, is these ideas that we have finally written on paper that laws of nature are what runs is supposed to be running this system. And it's a beautiful thing. But how many people have read something like this? I've never seen it before until I started reading deeply into things like uh, Clarence Thomas and other ideas written by judges that, that could actually dictate these ideas. Dr. Graves' class goes into the reasonable man doctrine, the assumption of risk of life right? You hear people, we're trying to keep you safe and these other ideas. That's not your job to keep me safe. Uh, One of the things that's in Supreme Court ruling is that uh, the police, the sheriffs are under under no obligation at all at any time to insert themselves into private affairs and keep anybody safe. That's a Supreme Court ruling. And why is that? Because we all assume assume the risk of life. When we walk out our doors and we go into the life, into life, we assume the risk of any of all things that happens. Nobody can keep me in a bubble twenty four seven and keep me safe. These are doctrines that have existed since uh, in my in my research since Greece, right? Ancient Greece and and probably before ancient Rome. Uh, you know, all these ideas have been here this whole time. We've just lost our way. We don't we don't grasp this foundational truth that there is no lie in nature. And with that, that is what we are supposed to base our objective living on. If you don't comprehend that there is no lie in nature and to comprehend it, you must challenge it. You must say, somebody told me this thing. Now it's my job to try to rip a hole in it and logically work out if it's acceptable. When you do that thing, you will have received back a foundation that is stable for you to stand on. It's a bit like realizing NASA has lied to you. You are not spinning it faster than the speed of sound. And until you realize that you're in a spin cycle and everything you think about is coming from a place of error because foundationally what you think is correct about where you are is without a stable foundation, which is the design of these ideas. And as we wrap up hour one of 437, I'll say another thing. Did you know that back in the days of supposed knights and when they drive at each other jousting on a horse, they had to prove that they came from, I don't want to say a noble lineage, but an upper crust patrician lineage. That list was called a patent. 
You had to prove your patent name. Think about what we're saying here. Now think about people with titles. A person with real titles, noble titles, they are entitled people. What are all we? What we are is people that forgot. That's what we are currently. Not all of us have forgotten, but so many of us have forgotten that those that have not forgotten are surrounded by those that have. And there is the basis of the powerful story of every damn zombie movie you've ever seen. Here's a couple people running from all these zombies. They don't even quite know what they're doing. What do you think all that's about? But Big Sib, please give out your contact information. Well, you can find me on uh, YouTube, The Big Sib, and you can find me on Telegram. If you come in Alfonso's group or if you contact Rose, Rose has permission to vet and allow people into uh, my private Telegram group. And I keep it private to keep the spam out. It's too much for me to deal with. I work. I do this stuff on the side and I have children, so it, I can't, I can't deal with the spammers 24 seven, but my contact information for my email is B Sibley S I B as in boy L E Y 97 at gmail.com. You can reach out to me, please know I don't have any assistance. So if I get 200 messages in one day, and that's usually the average of it. If you don't hear from me in a week, please resend the message. I just missed it. <laughs> so So please be kind on that front. I am just one man operating what I do. And please take it to heart what you were just told. Rose and I deal with this nonstop, hundreds of emails a day. And so many of them are, could you please tell me what this means? Do you have a search engine? Do you have a dictionary? If you make contact, be an adult, have a serious reason for making the contact. That's just common etiquette, or it should be. But anyhow, that brings hour one of episode 437 to a close. This is an important episode for those that are concerned with their rights. This is a roadmap on how to not blow it and get yourself into trouble. If you don't realize that the legal system will rain hellfire on you, if it can, well, then you're missing the boat. But at the same time, if you comprehend your rights and comprehend what needs to be done, there is an ironclad system there that functions like a machine. And by the way, if you track it back far enough, it is, I don't want to say mimicking, it is reflecting in some human way the truths that are in nature, or it's trying to. But all constructs made by men are a pale shadow of what the creator gave us, called the creation, to include the divine spark of life, which you were granted at the zygote, to include free will. That's a big one. If you don't use it, someone else will use theirs on you. And lastly, you have been made beneficiary of the creation. Anyhow, our one is free to everybody at pro777radio.com, C-R-R-O-W-777radio.com. And I'd like to wish each and every one of you a happy, healthy, and higher-minded new era. We hope to see you over there for hour two. Cheers.
is the enemy of knowing.